Welcome everyone. We are about to begin Be'as Hashem, Shir on Shalom Bayis, number 29. Email address, shalombayis777 at gmail.com. We have by Bilam a fascinating shot. It says that he was Shesum Ayin. Um, that he was um, blind in one eye. That is what Rashi says. Rashi says that Bilam was blind in one eye. Unklis, however, says that the eye saw very well. So Unklis and Rashi says opposite each other on the same word, Shesoma Ayin. So what was it? Did he see well? Or was he blind that he didn't see at all? The Balshentav answers that they are both right. They are both true at the same time. Which means like this. A tzaddik sees things with Ruach HaKodesh, with divine inspiration. Now, in earlier years, it was actually Nevoah. So the question is, how could his eyes actually see these visions of Ruach HaKodesh and Nevoah? And the answer is he was able to see it because he closed the physical eye from seeing things he shouldn't be seeing. And when you close the outer eye from evil or from bad things, then what happens is is that the inner spiritual eye is wide open, becomes wide open, starts seeing things, starts seeing beautiful treasures, starts seeing secrets in terror that no one else can see. So the question arises, Bilam, who was such a Russia, saw all the filth in the world, and yet he saw this sublime prophecy. How could he perceive the beauty of Ayalecha Yaakov if he was such a Russia and he contaminated his eyes? Eyes with such contamination cannot see such beauty, such spiritual beauty. Can't be. So the answer is, that Hashem blinded one of Bilaam's eyes from birth. He was born blind in one eye physically. That eye that was blind never saw filth. That eye that was blind never saw evil. Because it's an eye that could not be contaminated because Hashem blinded it from birth. So the other eye that he was able to see with, he contaminated. He saw terrible things with it. That's not the eye which he saw Nevoah from. It is from the blind eye that he saw the beauty of Ayel Yaakov and all the brachis. So both Unkelis and Rashi are right. Bilam saw very well spiritually this Nevoah. Why? Because his physical eye, that eye, was blind. Now this Yisaid, I also saw in the Chassam Seifer, he says the same idea. In that context, that the more you close off your physical eyes from seeing things you shouldn't see, that the Torah doesn't allow you to see, or it's inappropriate to see, then the more you do that, and even you want to go further, and even with mutadika things that are not necessary, you do that, then what happens is Hashem opens up your spiritual eye. And you start seeing things spiritually. You start seeing things in a deeper way. This actually is a segula. It's an incentive when people struggle with Shmira Seinayim. 
with with um, you know seeing things they shouldn't see. This mo- this could motivate a person, and it really does work, because if you the more you practice that, as hard as it is at times, especially in these days, and you hold back and you can prevent your eyes from seeing things that you shouldn't see, Hashem opens up your inner spiritual eye and you start seeing deeply uh, spiritual concepts, wisdom, depths of thought, the real reality of what the way things are. You become a lot, lot a deeper person, a more perceptive person, a more pure person. And that's an important lesson to learn. And, you know, the common idea of Laisasuru is going on um, sexuality, and that is very true, and by women too. A lot of them are prone also to look at things that they shouldn't look at, and it really, for them too, they need to know. They close their eyes, they prevent from looking there, they start, their spiritual eye from within them opens up, and they start seeing unbelievably beautiful ruchniestic things, concepts, and ideas and perceptions, and that is so true, both for men and for women, although it's very often emphasized, you know, with men, but it applies to both. Another thing you need to know is that the concept of sanctifying your eyes, Kedusha Seinayim and Shmira Seinayim, are not just with sexual stuff. That's obviously the obvious, everyone, that's the main idea behind it, of course, but the idea of elevating your eyes and sanctifying your eyes applies by for many, many things. As an example, number one, when you're looking at someone with an iron toiva, right, and not an iron ra. When you look at a person with an iron ra, in a sense, you are contaminating your eyes. By Bilam, actually, it says he's a ra iron. He looked at people negatively. That itself, on the you know, the eye that he was able to see with. He contaminated that eye, the blind eye where he, that didn't happen. That's where he saw Navuha from. So Shmira Seinayim, for all of you that don't have strong sexual urges by men or by women, that that's not their problem, really, and they're not struggling with that. That, But nevertheless, you need to know, and it's so important, you still have to work on your Shmira Seinayim on other things as well. It's not just sexual things that we're talking about that you have to avoid. You need to avoid looking at people with an ayin ra. You need to avoid looking at the negativity of, of, of people. You have to avoid being done people based on what you're seeing. And on the opposite side, the kedusha of the eye, when you sanctify your eye, you'll open up your spiritual eye even more. An example of this is you look at a at a picture or you see a tremendous tzaddik, it adds your shamayim and kedusha to your eyes by seeing that, or looking in a safer, or looking in a safer Torah when you get an aliyah. Uh, all this sanctifies, is mekadish your eyes, and it opens it up to wondrous spiritual pleasures over time, if you learn to do that. I even saw in the Kavayosher, Perak Bey's, a fascinating thing about Shmira Sainayim, and being mekadish your eyes, that may need, may not seem so obvious to people. An example of this would be, he says, that if you walk by a house, even if it's a, guy, a, a, a house of a non-Jew, and you say, you know something, Hashem made a mitzvah that if a Yid would live there, they would have to put up a mezuzah. He looks at upwards, and he sees a porch, and he says Hashem commanded on such a house 
to place a maca, a, 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 a gate, you know, around the house. Those type of things that you observe and you're doing is mekadesh your eyes because what you're actually doing is you're seeing the will of Hashem in front of you with what you're seeing and you're interpreting the true Ratzon Hashem in what you're seeing. Another example, fascinating, in those days, I guess he was talking about where it was common to be in farmland, you know, and he, a guy goes out and he sees sheep and sheep are roi le carbon. And he thinks in his mind, hey, this is a sheep that's roi to be a carbon lashem, a carbon oila, and so on, a carbon atomid. That thought, together with the eye looking at that sheep, now you would think, I'm looking at a sheep. What's what's the big deal? That's called Kedusha saying, I am. It's not like I, you know, uh, was and didn't look where I shouldn't have looked or, or, or so on. No. But that is also Kedusha saying, I am. That is also being Mekadosh, your eyes. Looking at a sheep and seeing the Ratzon Hashem in that. Hashem said that that mean is a carbon. That mean could become an oila. Uh, uh, and that mean could become a carbon Pesach. And you attune yourself to what the Ratzon Hashem is in what you're seeing. And he says, fascinating, even a trefa animal, which we'll get into whether you should or shouldn't look too much at trefa animals. It's a separate discussion. But definitely if you pass by and you do see one, you see a donkey in a zoo or whatever, you say, hey, this is a mitzvah petachamar here. Or even a trefa animal like a chazer. Oh, the Torah said that this is usher to eat. Even though it is... Um, it is um, shows its split hooves. It's not Malagera, and so on and so forth, and so on and so forth. So a person needs to know, and it could become, it sounds sort of uh, trivial, but it could become a, a very exciting endeavor when you realize that everything around you is Hashem talking to you. Everything you see is Hashem trying to show you what to see. And that really is the principle behind Kedusha Sainayim, that yes, the main stress for it, especially for men, is to turn your eye away from things that could cause you to stray in sexual matters. And with women also, if they have that problem, to make sure to do that too. But it is much more widespread than that. It's much more encompassing than that. And it's a wondrous thing. Where when you see, when you try to use your eyes to what you do see, to see the ruts and Hashem in that object or that scene that you're seeing, and that brings Hashem closer to you, and that brings the kedusha of Hashem's hashpa back into your eye that you're seeing this because you're thinking also it combines it, and it brings a tremendous kedusha to your eyes, a tremendous kedusha to your eyes where you take what you see and incorporate it into your mind with that thought: this is what Hashem wants me to see, and this is why He wants me to see it. And you, if you train yourself and you practice yourself with yourself, your se- your spiritual sensitivity develops. You become more refined, and you will be able to understand that, and you be- your life will become enriched by it. And kedusha seinayim won't be seem like such a burden to you. It'll become an actual joy, a physical joy even, to enjoy seeing things that are the ratzon Hashem for you to see. And that will cause you tremendous amount of simcha. Have a wonderful day.